number of people have asked me about talk more about fear and, and how it relates to us in nature and, and how we relate to the world around what nature needs now with global warming and all the work that needs to be done to care for our planet. Um, a number of people have asked me to speak about fear. And I, I probably have done this before, but we'll see what happens here. So I want to entitle this one, Facing False Fear. So false evidence appearing real is the acronym for fear. F-E-A-R, it's spelled. False evidence appearing real. What that means is that, yes, there is some real fear in our lives that we must deal with. But <clears throat> the vast majority of fear is made up in our minds. Maybe it comes from a movie we saw when we were kids about some monster or something. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe it comes from um, our way we were raised, something that happened when we were raised. Coconut water, good stuff. Maybe the fear comes from something we read in a book somewhere. Uh, maybe something I know. My one of my my grandson, who was a few years back was quite young, he saw the uh, uh, his the this TV channel about crazy weather, and he saw all this. Um, tornadoes and hurricanes and winds wiping out people and cities and houses. And that stuck with him for years. He was almost afraid to go outdoors anytime the weather got strange. I remember he even would start to cry when it would happen. Um, and so I can imagine how many other kids see this kind of stuff. And if they don't have some parental guidance to help them with it, and to put it into context, it stays with them forever. It just kind of lays there. There's a big weight they have to carry. So there's false evidence appearing real, fake fear. That, you want to challenge, face it, get rid of it. Don't let it run your life. And so much fake fear is why we do not go into nature and build our deep personal relationships with nature. We're afraid of getting lost. We're afraid of getting eaten by another animal. We're afraid of Bigfoot. You know, we're afraid of thunder and lightning. We're afraid of rain. We're afraid of getting wet and cold. One of the biggest is insects. We're afraid of all the insects. Ticks. Ticks are a huge one now. And it is a problem we need to address. Mosquitoes, a huge one. It is a problem you need to address, but addressable. Other bugs. Um, mountain lions, bears. Oh, my. All of these things and so much more keep us from going into the wilder places in nature that have so much to offer us in the way of connection and teaching. So, face your fear. Challenge it. Look at it. Study it. Ask the question, is this real? If it's not, then start to manage it. It's your life we're talking about, folks. It's your life. This is worth doing. And then what will also help is to begin to identify what real fear is real fear, when you truly are in danger. Now, a little side note, I know if you're, if you're under 16, you probably don't drive yet, but you will someday. Probably the craziest thing any of us do is drive our cars on the freeway with thousands and thousands of other crazy people. 
Everybody vying for a position, for a place, trying to get somewhere, carrying all their feelings with them down the road, good, bad, or ugly, acting good, acting bad, acting crazy, acting fine. You know, it's insanity. It is. It's insanity. I drive a lot. It's insanity. And yet we do it and we take the risk. And many of us do die driving. Most of us don't. We move on and we live our lives, right? So going into the woods, it's like the, the odds of getting attacked by a bear or a mountain lion or a Bigfoot or having a serious issue is really not a problem. And some of the greatest experiences I've ever had in nature have been in the worst weather. It's given me some of the greatest experiences. We just had a Boy Scout troop up to our land, and they agreed their greatest trips were when they were the most uncomfortable in the wilderness, getting wet and snowed on. That's when the most powerful times happened. So reverse sometimes the way you look at inclement weather. Think of it as a, as a gift to the land and, and work with it. Um, and and bring, it, bring it into the fold of your life and have a relationship with it, you know? Um, yes, you still, and, and be smart about it. <clears throat> Obviously, if, you, if there's thunder and lightning, you don't want to stand out in an open field. You might get hit by lightning. That's obvious, right? Um, obviously, if you if you see a bear um, across a meadow, you don't need to approach it. You can give it space, and then you can enjoy it, but it's not going to be dangerous, you know? So it just takes some smarts, too, some common sense, okay? Now, is it gonna, are you going to be risk-free? No. We have a, in our code of honor for our rites of passage, all the boys and the girls put down, take risks. you got to take risks to live life. It's a risk. There's th something could happen out of your control. But if you don't, if you're not willing to take risks, and I'm talking about intelligent risks, thought-out risks, ones that you really are, are working with, if you're not willing to take a risk, then you're going to just be hiding out your whole life and you're going to miss the journey of life, the gift of life on this incredible planet. It's just going to pass you by. Um, so there's that. And then there's real fear. What is real fear? Well, we, we face a real fear that we faced here at Headwaters because we live in the mountains is forest fire. That's a real fear that somebody might start a fire, that lightning might start a fire and that we could be in danger of losing everything we've built and love. And all of our animals that we love would lose their homes all as well. That's been a real fierce that's come along even more so with global warming than it used to be when I was growing up. Now, I'm not going to not move away from here and not live here and not operate here in my beautiful home and gardens and land because, it, because I believe the fear I, because I'm going to let the fear take me over. I'm just not going to do it. It's there. It's a real fear. And if it happens, I'll fight the fire the best of my ability to the, my last breath. That's what I do. I've already thought about it, right? I put out prayers to the land, to the spirits, to try to keep our land safe. And I hope it will. That's just a real fear, something I can't help. The other thing I've known as a real fear is uh, you guys, some of you guys are young. You won't get this yet, nor should you even have to. But I'm 66. Now, at 50 even, I didn't think about the end of my life. At 66, famous people start dying all around you. People you know start dying. You start dealing with different ailments you got to fix up. You know, you really realize 
and you start looking at time from, from a different point of view, like, like I've had this school for 30 years, Headwaters. 30 more years, I'd be 66, 76, 86, 96. Could I do it? Maybe. <laughs> and that's, but this is kind of how your, your mind starts to go. The passage of time seems to go faster. It's very different. But so that's a, that's a real fear. Health, uh, not being able to take care of yourself, getting older and not being able to do the things you love. But I still am going to put my one foot in front of the other every day and give my best to live because I can't. That's the best way to deal with that real fear, not to stop living. And in nature, what is real fear um, besides fires? They're, they're, I don't really think of, I can't really think of anything, you know, um, anything at all. Um, things can happen if you like to swim, you know, if you make a mistake, you can drown, right? Not many people do, but you can mitigate that by being careful and safe, but not so careful that you don't have a fun, wild, connecting experience in any lake or river or creek you get into. We humans love adrenaline. Why do we run rivers? Why do we run class five rivers? We know it's crazy to go around the rocks and the pools. We do it because we love the rush, the excitement of being connected to nature in that wild kind of profound over-the-top way, right? It stimulates us, makes us feel completely alive and connected. You can actually take that feeling like from running a river or something, though, that feeling of being connected and fully alive and experience that just by being in nature and observing and appreciating it and the beauty of life that goes around you. It's a little subtler. It's not as intense, but in the end run, it might even last longer that that rush you get, that excitement of just appreciating the beauty and the, and the profoundness of the world we live in. I mean, think about it. Everything is alive and living. Everything is alive and living. And we are a part of that. That is amazing. So what else is real fear? I, I um, Probably the, the, the most real fear for me has always been in anywhere in life or in the woods is humans. Not all human beings are safe, right? There's a lot of us, almost 8 billion, and some of us are real creepy. we got some problems. There's humans that are not safe, period. That's a truth. So you build your awareness up. Your nature awareness equals your self-awareness, your awareness of the world you live in. You don't approach it through fear, and particularly you don't approach it by not doing anything. You're not leaving your home. You're in a world of people, but be aware, not paranoid, but aware of what's around you. And in nature, if you're out alone and there's somebody shows up, be aware, be careful, you know, start to trust your inner vision. It will always tell you what's going on. Start, start to trust your innate intelligence to get yourself out of a situation if it is a bad one. Let me repeat that. Trust that innate intelligence that lives within you to deal with a situation if you stay calm, to get you out of it. It'll work. It does so many times I can think of in my life. It saved my butt. So, yes, real fear, just to sum up, must you must tell the truth about it. You must face it and deal with it on some level, either intellectually, uh, emotionally, um, physically, or all together. And then you see what happens, right? 
But if you eliminate that 90% of that false fear, oh my gosh, freedom abounds. Opportunities abound and show up. Your life becomes this endless loop of just magical, magical, connective experiences to our natural world and the human world. Because remember, all of this trans goes back and forth between the city world, the human populated world, and the wilderness wild world. It's all connected, right? It's the full circle way of living, which we've talked about. It's all connected. Face that false fear, conquer it, and take that 10% real fear and deal with it head on. Oh.